Hey y'all, it's J and K, also known as Jess and Karina, or just K, from the Baby AF Podcast. We're here to spread confidence like confetti and give you tools to be babies fuck. Join us for an hour or less of guaranteed comedy, often empowerment, and some random ass crying, giggles, and snorts. Also, if you're wondering why the hell you're here, just grab a seat, buckle up babes, cause here we go. <laughs> That's what my husband tells me anyway. Oh my gosh. No, I think you're so cute. And this is the first time I've seen y'all. So of course my opinion is <laughs> don't really go good. to my page and then look at yes. and be like, that is not the same girl. Yes, I know. <laughs> it is absolutely the same human. Quit I'll it. go after. So I'm not sitting here going, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. The entire, the entire time. I mean, oh, if it makes you want to feel any better about yourself, Karina, Chris did, um, a million elderly jokes yesterday. Like, <laughs> We woke up and he was like, hey, babe. Well, um, you are 40, so. I've never uh, slept with a senior citizen before. <gasps> Do we want to go get like the. You get AARP. And then he was like, can I have a Werther's original? You kind of smell like my grandma. I was like, "Um, your grandma a, was a badass. So you're welcome. I'm That's recording funny. right now and I'll just snip it out. But like. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like keep it up buddy and he's like honey do you need to get your cane from the trunk I was like I'll get my cane and beat your ass with it there oh you yeah go. because I forgot he's younger than you yeah not by much though y'all he um he turns like for hold on yeah he turns 40 in May so well, like, I love not, it no 39 in May so I'm a year and three months older than him my husband is old so I love so, it like, yeah I was like counting down the minutes and then we were like in San Antonio yesterday we took a photo trying to find breakfast by the Alamo and he's like I'm just hanging out with two of the oldest gems in the city <laughs> that's my name Rude. and I was like you have three and a half hours to disrespect the elderly you better get to work before midnight i was like you have three and a half hours <laughs> disrespect the elderly oh, oh goodness oh my god it was a, he's a mess god love it well happy sunday happy yeah. sunday i was yeah. telling chelsea before you got on you know how i get the green tea matcha lattes from starbucks all the time uh-huh. um i start i was sick of paying ten dollars for a venti so i just got the tone it up matcha latte protein from amazon and i put warm milk in it it's better than, dare I say, <laughs> unpopular opinion. It's fine, but it's That's good. a win in my book. Yeah. Ugh. I just drink yeah. my normal coffee with oat milk with my girls every morning. Yeah. Karina drinks with the Golden Girls every morning. Every morning. <laughs> Golden Girls. They're, my girls. They're badasses. I love them. Mm-hmm. I know. Dorothy is my spirit animal, I think. Yes. Yes. I love Dorothy. I love Although, Dorothy. Me and my, me and my like, besides just like my best friends and our phone, um, she's Blanche in my phone and I'm Rose in her phone because she thinks I remind her of Rose because I'm a little ditzy sometimes. Oh, so, that's funny. That's okay. But I feel like I'm more of a Dorothy, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I'll take Rose. Cause I love her too. I have a girlfriend, um, from college. Well, I was not in college she was in college. I used to teach next to Ball State. And so all my friends still went there and I met a girl named Sarah and 
our guy friends used to pick nicknames for everyone. She was Blanche. So, and my main name is Rose Berry. So I got to be Rose and she's Blanche. It was cute. Oh I still call her Blanche. Uh, like you said, your friend is Blanche in your phone. That's what Sarah's my phone too. I didn't realize we had that correlation. That's really cute. I have zero tolerance for a lot of bullshit (laughs) I'll just say it like it is and call it out like it is but I still love you you know that's amazing gonna bother me so I'm just gonna you're fine you're fine whatever Sunday's my no face day I try to let my face rest on Sunday and um cleaning day and today my husband's making me do an hour for myself day which is very out of my comfort zone. Like, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I have all these things to do, and he's like, "Nope, I don't care." I'm like, <laughs> like really having anxiety like about it. Itching a little bit. You're like, yeah. oh my god. Like my body is feeling weird already, but Aww. that's well, okay. God, I'm so proud. All right. So, tell us a little bit about you. Oh wait, hold on. Introducer. Sorry, Jess. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> Um, we are chatting today with Chelsea Burnett and, um, I researched you before I got on here and I, she's a freaking storm chaser. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to hear. Okay. That's a shit intro, but go ahead, Chelsea. (laughs) Well, my name is Chelsea Burnett. We'll do a better one before we actually put the episode. Oh, it's good. That's good. (laughs) I... Like you lady said, I am Chelsea Burnett and I do live here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, I'm a part of a group called Texas Storm Chasers, uh, which is three guys and three gals who just love severe weather and storm chasing. And we all have our different strengths and weaknesses about the group. So in the last probably four or five years, we've really developed that. And mine has just really been the outgoing face of the group. You know, most STEM nerds, most science nerds, they're very nerdy. They're very, um, uh, it starts with an I. Uh, they're very- <laughs> I'm losing my Introverted. Head. Thank you, introverted. Very introverted. And they don't wanna deal with the public much. And truthfully, neither do I, but it's a lot of fun to get out there and talk about what I love. And so with that said, I'm not originally from Texas. I am from Oklahoma, but mm. I've been here long enough to where I feel like I'm a pseudo resident. I'll never say that I'm a full resident here in Texas, but I love Texas enough that um, I'll definitely recommend it to people over Oklahoma any day. So um, I grew up in Oklahoma, which as you may or may not know, that's the Mecca of Tornado Alley. That is the hub of storm chasing, especially Norman, Oklahoma, where the University of Oklahoma is. So I grew More up- sooner. In- I'm just going to throw it out there. Yay! I'm be real mad if I did not. So my husband okay. from Enid. Oh, wow. He, um, he has lived in Texas majority of his life, but stems like rooted deep in the Oklahoma red dirt. So I am happy that you can stay on the podcast. <laughs> right. Thank you. Yay. Okay. I feel like I'm from Indiana, so it's like a second um, rooting home for us, um, even though we live here. So I didn't mean to know. I was like, if I don't say Boomer Sooner right now, I'm going to get in trouble. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Set it, you're good. Yes. Yeah. Cover Um, the bases. Okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) I have always had that love for weather. It was never really a moment of clarity. Well, I guess there was a level of clarity, but 
since I was little, my family's always said, Chelsea, you were never scared of storms. You were actually excited over storms. I've been caught getting up in the middle of the night, looking out the blinds, watching the lightning go over our house. And my mom's like, get your ass back in bed, you know? Um, so uh, I grew up just loving weather. And that one pivotal moment of my childhood that really changed my life with the weather was not only was it earth sciences in sixth grade with Miss Shivers, I'll never forget her name. Um, we covered the like chapter of weather. And, huh? Like shitters? No, shivers with a V. Shivers. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You should have changed that quick. Yes. Shivers. So Miss Shivers, Hi. Earth Sciences of sixth grade, we covered the chapter of weather. And that's when I was kind of like, oh, wow, this is cool. I want to learn more about it. Well, that following year was May 3rd, 1999, tornado outbreak of central Oklahoma, which that was the pivotal weather event of my childhood that made me really wake up and be like, whoa, this is more than just what is covered in our earth sciences class every year, you know? So how I old on, were you in 99? That's what I want to know. Seventh grade, I've been 11, 12. I um, was, uh, yeah, you're 17. You know, you're 40 now, so okay. Yeah, you're five years ahead of me. I'll be 35 next month. Nice. Yeah. So hang out in the youngins club and I'll be over here with my uh chamomile tea and robe. Okay. Mm -hmm. yep. Sounds like a good place to be though. <laughs> um so just growing up in Oklahoma, I've always been surrounded by those opportunities with weather. So I had plan A. I had one plan, and that was to go through high school and college and become a meteorologist. Of course, telling this to people, they're like, oh, you'd be great on TV. No, that's not what I meant by that. I don't, bleh. like, I, I had a stutter. So when I was a kid, being out in the middle of the public was very fearful for me. Um, it was until my early 30s. So um, I always thought to myself, no, I want to be out in it. I want to be chasing it. I want to be seeing it, not at a desk in a studio you know, in front of a green screen. So I went through high school, I did okay in all my classes, but then I got to college. And my original plan was to go to a local university for, for the first two years, you know, get the basics out of the way, you know, ease into it. Well, after a year into it, I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this right now and a year early and go to OU. I did. And my first class at OU was a summer pre-calculus class. I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but I got a C and I thought, oh, good, I passed, Woo! not so much. I went on to take Calc 1 in a regular semester of the fall and completely bombed it. Oh no, it that's bad. the worst feeling. Yeah, out of it. I tried it another time that spring, didn't pass. And that is like the groundwork for a meteorology degree is the math. So since I didn't, I didn't even know math was included, so good on you. Yeah, it's, it, it was rough. So I dropped out of the program. That's when I found myself really lost. Cause like I said, I only had the plan A. I didn't know what I was going to do beyond that. Yeah. So my aunt who lives here in Texas said, Chelsea, come move down here with us. There's more opportunity, you know, get your feet back on the ground for a few years and then go from there. So I did, I moved here in 2007 and then weather took a back seat for a long time. I met my now ex-husband at a job I worked at. We, you know, we, we became, uh, a couple, you know, we were in a relationship, then we got married, then we had a baby, then we bought a house, and then we got a divorce. But in all of that time, about four years into my residency here, someone piqued my interest into going to a local weather conference over in um, Hearst. So I went to that weather conference, and that's when I met the owner of Texas Storm Chasers, David mm -hmm. Reimer. 
So we hit it off. Um, he invited me to go out chasing a couple times that following year in 2011. Didn't see anything. Saw my first wall cloud though, which was really cool. Um, but I didn't see my first tornado until 2015. And that was post-divorce, post-graduating college. I did finish my degree eventually from UNT in business, but uh, I saw my first tornado in 2015 and it, it's been game on since then. So uh, I'll stop it right there. That's kind of the background, but I definitely have more to add to that, but I just wanted to get y'all's thoughts. Cool. So it, I'm going to be very nice. I grew up in the middle of Indiana. Thunderstorms were huge. Like I'm from a hometown where literally we've had nine tornadoes in one day. It's insane. Um, I've not, I've been in funnel cloud before coming home from a golf tournament, um, not in it, but like around it so closely that literally like unable to move, like drive forward, had to wait in a ditch, like just even a small funnel cloud was crazy. I can't imagine like what being like that near to a tornado is like, I'm going to be very naive and to say, is it like Twister? Like, you <laughs> know, always- we had to throw it out there because I'm sure there are a lot of people with that misconception. And I'm sure there's a completely different perspective that you have literally being like essentially in it. You know what I mean? Yep, that's exactly true. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollywood definitely tends to enhance, you know, the reality of those things. And I would say the only thing that's realistic in Twister to to everyday life is the storm chaser camaraderie, you know, the friendships and just the weirdness and just the awkwardness. That's very prevalent. Um, I would say I'm a lot like Dusty. I love food. (laughs) I love jamming out to music when I'm headed out toward, you know, a storm and, uh, I love stopping off and eating food along the way at Aunt Meg's house, you know, so, um, but yeah, the theatrics of the actual tornadoes being displayed and how they go about chasing them is very, very fantasized. So uh, you can't call out a tornado by its rating before it happens, which is what they did a lot in the movie. Oh, the SSL is predicting an F5. No, that's not how that works. They, it's kind of like it has to show up to the party and then you get a yeah. it outfit. Exactly. It has to- <laughs> Yeah, it has to do the damage for the National Weather Service to go out the survey after the fact. And that's where the classification comes from. But uh, that was a movie that was very influential in my life. I swear to this day, my parents probably regret showing me that movie, but they're proud of me nonetheless. So that's cool. That is like in my top 10 favorite movies ever. And the weird thing about that is I hate storms. Like it freaks me out. My anxiety is way too high. Like I just, it really just freaks me out. Like a rainstorm, I could sit outside on the porch and listen to the rain and watch the lightning. And like, it's the most beautiful thing, especially when we're at the coast and fishing and it's raining and it's, I don't know, it's just absolutely beautiful. But like you get a tornado over here. Like I'm that girl in my bathtub with the mattress on top of me. Like you ain't coming near me. Like I am. I am hiding from you. Like I gave me some double melatonin so I can go to sleep because I do not want to know what's going on outside. It's very funny that you talk about being the girl in the um, bathtub with the mattress. So in our current house, when we were buying it, I was like looking around and I haven't told anyone this, but I was like, our master bathtub is by a window. Like we're screwed. Also our guest bathroom has a tiny window at the top. Like 
in my parents' house in Indiana, you have an internal bathroom with no windows. And I was like, perfect, great. This is our tornado bathroom. But in my current house, it's our master closet, which is fine. It's a room with no windows. But I just remember when we did our walkthrough of our house and I was like, shit. I mean, I know inland Austin, Kyle suburbs do not get a lot of that weather. But I was just like, the Indiana girl in me didn't doesn't leave quickly by any means. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, we're scared. No, that's that's awesome that you had that mindset when you were looking at your house because not a lot of people would. And uh, of course, growing up in Indiana, you know, Indiana and Illinois and Iowa, they all see their fair share of bad weather. Especially yeah. my spouse Adam, he's from Illinois, like Chicago proper Illinois. Yeah. Place. Oh God, y'all are seeing the real me today. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Tornadoes. I went you know, to a I wedding last yeah, night and I still have dry all in my hair. <laughs> um, so I have a question and this yes. is going to kind of start on our questions. Um, one, I think it's totally badass that you do this. Like it's like a dream job, but you have to be like a real badass to want to have a dream job like that because y'all i'll be in the i'll be in the bathtub guys yeah i'm finding me doing this job we know, but we know where to find you girl yeah so when you decided to do this was your in i say industry more or less mixed culture as far as men and women or is it predominantly a man's industry definitely um growing up i never i knew of zero female meteorologists until I was in college and Stephanie Abrams from the weather channel like drew me in her personality is hilarious she's funny on air she's not your typical on air broadcast there's the stuttering she is not your typical on air broadcast meteorologist um she's funny she's witty she's down to earth she's relatable and like you know I I love the former meet meteorologist I used to watch Jennifer Lopez what a name right on right and um she she was just totally different she was your typical on-air broadcast meteorologist just very straightforward very just blah very here's the weather so growing up I did not have any sort of female influence in people like Gary England you know in Oklahoma those chief meteorologists you know that stuck with me my whole life um it wasn't until probably the last 10 years, I started making friends with actual females who like weather, just like I do. So very much grew up with it being male dominated. Absolutely. That's a great question, Karina. Yes. How hard was it for you? Okay. Maybe not hard. That's not what I'm trying to challenging, challenging, uncomfortable. Was it for Mm -hmm. you to step into, you know, a, a dominant male industry you know, and I remember watching, and I, I'm from Texas, like I said, I remember watching women on meter, you know, on the news, but it wasn't as common as it is now. Like in San Antonio, you can turn on the weather, you can turn on the news, and it's rare that you almost see a male doing reporting because it's all women. Uh-huh. But I remember growing up being young, and I only laugh because she was my favorite uh, meteorologist ever when I was younger. Um, her name is Shabon Andrews and she's from San Antonio or what. And, um, I just loved her because she was like this pretty little redhead and she was just, but that was like the only woman I ever remember seeing. And I think it's interesting that women, it's becoming more of a women in a woman industry, how challenging, I mean, like what were some of your 
did you have setbacks? Like, oh, I don't want to do this because how am I going to get ahead? Like, what are some of those challenges that you face? Definitely. Um, I still struggle with that to this day, to this moment, to wanting to share this podcast and already thinking of the possible comments I might get back. Like, you're not a real chaser. You don't have a degree. You know, you've seen most of your tornadoes because of your spouse, which I mean, it's true because he was my motivating force in getting out there as much as I have the last five years. But my first tornado was on my own, so I can take credit for that. Um, so I still very much face that. I don't think the, one of the challenges is people don't take me seriously enough. You know, they, women in chasing are seen as groupies still. Uh, if you're a female interested in weather, it's just because you want to get in the pants of the male chasers. That's what it used to be like. Um, and, you know, I think with dating a chaser now too, it's like, oops, did I just fit that? But honestly, no, he and I, we met and we've stayed friends on social media. And then it wasn't until the last five years that there was a spark there between us. And that was just out of genuine, like, you know, passion for one another. And I, and the weather is a huge part of our relationship. And I think that's what attracts us together is we're like, holy crap, there's another human on this planet that we can share this with. So, um, even to this day, being a speaker on this platform, you know, David Reimer, the owner, he had no problems with me taking the reins over this. And I think that's huge. Of course, he's younger than I am, but, um, is he 30? I can't remember. Sorry, David, if you watch this eventually, I can't remember when your date, when your birthday is, but um, it's in May, it's all I know. Uh, so for him to have complete faith in me to take over this part, to take over this space of Texas Storm Chasers and just run with it, that was a big push, a uh, big push of motivation. And, you know, I got to credit people like that, credit people like my boyfriend, credit people like David who have faith in me and, you know, hopefully that'll show other guys. It's okay to back up your woman. If she's into weather, it, it's okay to just back up other females in general and support them. So I do think that us females have to tiptoe around things a lot more carefully than men. Like we really have to prove ourselves more than men do in this realm. So that's why I constantly feel like I have to, I have to continually prove myself that I am passionate. I'm not just here for the attention. Like this has been engraved in me and I finally want to live it and act it and breathe it. So that was very long winded, but I hope that comes. No, it. that's amazing. I, I have something to kind of correlate to that too. Like I, um, played golf in high school and college and my dad, one thing he encouraged and my sister and I, who have both played was like, you go play with the boys. You, there are a lot of women athletes that are great, but if you want to be a better person at your craft, you go play with people that are better than you. And there's a quote floating around that I'm sure you've heard is that if you are the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. Love that quote. So I think it's awesome that you refuse to be like, you know what? I, I am here. And if you don't like what's happening, you can go join another team or you can just accept the fact that that I'm here and I'm doing things because I love it. And the passion is huge. And I think it is freaking adorable that you and your boyfriend are like, let's go look at tornadoes today. Yep. Yes. That's our life. <laughs> that's legit. Especially because it's not something that's like, I'm not discounting hikes, but like on a Saturday night, if you're like, oh my God, there's a tornado coming this way. We can get there in this amount of time. Like it's a different kind of camaraderie. Number one, it's freaking dangerous. 
Like, <laughs> and I think that's pretty cool because it like adds an element that not many people are even able to walk into the door with. And I think that is awesome. Thank you. Like, that means I, a like, lot. Can we come? Is there like a safe hub in the back where like I can <laughs> like, not go anywhere near it? Um, stay tuned. Maybe we'll snap a group, a GoPro to my head and like, put me in coach. I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> wear a diaper in case I shit myself. <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah, that's part of the prep. Yeah. Get you a wear pack a of those. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm going to need three because I already have a... <laughs> I'm gonna need extra, like pack them all. <laughs> extra absorbent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Oh. So man. before you decided to like take the leap and do the storm chaser stuff, like as your is it your full time job? Is that what you do, or is it okay? So, um, with your business degree, is there a pivotal moment that you decided to be like, you know what, like this is going to be a very great I don't even want to call it a side hustle because it's cooler than that. But like, was there a moment when you're like, you know what? I'm sick of like sitting here and not doing what I want to because of maybe fear or anything of that nature. Like, where's, was there a moment where you're like, fuck it. It's in the fuck it bucket. Like we're on our way and we're doing it. So tell us a little bit about that. Definitely. I have several moments of that, that were kind of stepping stones toward a bigger moment. So I'll try to be as clear and concise, but, um, you know, I moved here to Texas in 2007, stepped Mm -hmm. out of the weather world completely for a few years. I just wanted to get my feet on the ground, get a job, get my own place, get out of my aunt's house, you know? Um, so I got a good job. I found an apartment eventually, um, in 2011, you know, I met David with Texas Storm Chasers. We went out on a couple of chases and then that was it because I got married at the end of 2011. 2000, uh, three months after that, we got pregnant on accident and I lost that 13 weeks in. Um, and then I got pregnant four months after that with my now son, Marshall. And then, you know, we bought a house and then shortly, just four months after we bought the house, um, he, his dad filed for divorce. So, uh, that was going through 11, 12, 13, 2014. Um, our divorce finalized in late 2014. So all of those changes. Oh, and then I graduated with my degree two months after the divorce finalized. So I had so much going on in that four or five year period that I thought to myself, if this divorce is going to shake up my world as much as it is, I need to just go ahead and act on that and just turn everything else upside down. Why not? Like, why not go bigger, go home, right? Like if this much is happening, just might as well flip the switch on everything else. It, it gave me a chance to start over. Yeah. And at the time it was hard. It was heartbreaking. I was angry. Um, I was just all kinds of emotions. And I just said to myself, okay, I don't like the job I'm at. I was in a corporate cubicle position with a comfy salary job, that took me two hours to and from to get to every day. I hardly saw my son, you know, it was just like, holy crap, I need to do something about this. So I did. Um, Oh, and there was a moment in 2013, a month after I had my son, there was a big tornado outbreak near my hometown. I had my mom, I had my stepsisters. They were texting me photos of that tornado. 
like it was so unfair here I am postpartum month into this no sleep like I love my son but my family is sending me tornado pictures like how twisted wrong is this so anyway fast forward the divorce happened I changed jobs I had to change several other jobs to get where I'm at now but my full-time job right now is I'm in insurance which is very ironic given what I do but um I mean they do go hand in hand yeah, right. You know, um, like, so let's go to a natural disaster and be like, here's my car. I'm your girl. Like, let me help you do. Yep. Great yeah. choice, by the way. Great yeah. choice. <laughs> so I'm, I used to sell life insurance, but I don't do that anymore. The, the whole selling gig just, ah, I, ooh, I didn't like it. But anyway, um, I have a salary job now. It was remote before COVID, which was nice. It allowed me to get out in storm chase. My boss, um, his name is David. Two. there's two Davids in my life, but, um, he has complete hundred percent faith in me that as long as I get my job done, he doesn't care when I work or how I work. As long as the customers don't complain, as long as our counterparts, our coworkers don't complain. Um, I show up when I need to show up, but he also gives me that freedom to say, Hey, I'm going to work from like five to 10 AM. And then we're going to be on the road storm chasing the rest of the day. I'll monitor my emails. Like he has complete faith in me to get that done. And I think it takes those type of people to recognize that you are a person beyond your job description and that you have these other things going on in your life. Yeah. So I do that now for a full-time job. Um, I now give speaking presentations for a secondary income, which has been really helpful with COVID. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the background behind all of that. So. Cool. That's awesome. Thank you. That is awesome. And it's really nice. I feel just to add on that, to have a job where you can do both, you know, um, I'm grateful for that job or for a position like that too. So it's very nice, but you know, it's nice to have that. So I'm going to get a little vulnerable real quick. And I want to ask a question. You did mention it in your pre-interview, I guess. And I, I think we all deal with personal issues that kind of, you know, give us some insecurities. And you mentioned earlier in the podcast um, that you stutter or that you have, I say, I don't know how you properly say it. How has that affected you going into any kind of speaking or how are the challenges? Why are you laughing at me? Because I don't know what I'm no, saying. I have a problem yeah. because I don't know what I'm saying. No, it's okay. Chelsea just took a huge breath and I was like, are we crying in our coffee today? No, no. <laughs> but I think it's important. Over the past couple of weeks, like we've had a lot of like huge breath moments where we're like, okay, we're about to do, like, we just had a call where we're about to do a giant thing or like, okay, I'm real fucking unstable right now. Like we need giant breath day. Like things for shaking your head. No, no one can see that. But Chelsea was like, oh no, 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 not a, I get it. Okay, but I think it's really important for people to know that there's other people like that. And I think, you know, years ago, even now, days ago, people are so afraid to admit that they have insecurities or they have things that hold them back. But there's other people. And granted, my husband's not a huge fan, 
but I get on TikTok a lot and there's people who talk about all of these issues that are saving people's lives. And I know it's like just a social media platform, but people who never thought I would never be able to speak in front of somebody because I stutter or I have a speech impediment. And now they're doing it and they're raising the bar and they're just badasses. So tell us about some of how that I say insecurity or how that has you know, has improved and how you beat it and overcome it and learn to deal with it? Of course. So yes, I grew up with a speech impediment of stuttering. My dad does it and my grandpa does it. My, my grandpa's the worst, bless his soul. We'll be sitting on the edge of the couch, like waiting for him to spit out the word and we'll fight just completing his sentences for him. You know, it's that just like, eh. But for me, I grew up um, with the stutter. I hated being called on in class. I would make myself as small as possible so I wouldn't get called on because I hated it because I knew what was coming from the kids. And so, uh, you know, when you you go through middle school and high school, you got to do those projects with classmates where you got to get in front of the class and give a presentation and talk about things. I would volunteer to do all like the background stuff, like make the poster board, make the material, but I would always beg someone else to do the talking. Like, please, can you handle the talking? And um, I actually went to speech therapy in third and fourth grade for it too. And just as I got older, you know, I went through high school, same mindset. I made myself as small as possible in class to not get called on in college even. Um, even when I moved to Dallas and got a really good job, desk job that required me to answer the phone, I absolutely avoided it. I would just make up reasons why I wouldn't answer the phone and I would rather email because stutterers have certain key phrases or words or consonants or whatever that trip them up and it comes in phases which is really strange. So Usually my trip up words are words that begin with CH. Well, hello, my name is Chelsea. I, <laughs> so the, the number one thing that would happen was when I was at work, I pick up the phone. Thanks for calling CentOS. This is Chelsea. And that, that pause, it made people go, Oh, did you forget your name? Or hello, are we disconnected? Hello, hello, did, did, did I look? It made the whole situation so awkward from the get go. And people would apologize. I just went ahead and owned it. I was like, ha, no, I, I just stutter sometimes. And people would, you know, even more like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, oh, I didn't mean that. I just, I didn't mean to be talking. I just emailed instead. And that drove my bosses nuts. They're like, just pick up the dang phone. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, this is a big deal to me. I don't like doing it. It took the divorce. It took changing careers that put me in a position where I had to network. I had to put myself out there and join networking groups and get out and speak to people about what I did, which was selling life insurance at the time. So it took all of that to push me out into my uncomfortable zone and just really master it. And for a stutterer, if I know I'm coming up on those words that I'll stutter on, I have a thesaurus going in my head. And I just tried to pick different words that relate to what I'm trying to say to avoid that stuttering situation. Um, and I have also just learned the, the art of just taking that pause. Like it's okay to just pause for a second and then move on with your thought. And also just learning to be real comfortable with just talk, like having a conversation is easier than trying to remember a speech to say for me. Um, so I just decided to keep pushing myself further and further out there until I became a public speaker, which now is virtual, but it's still just as scary because <laughs> Especially when you're live, you know, you can't just go back and record it and record over it. So um, 
for anybody who's struggling with that speech impediment, surround with people who encourage you, who don't care, you know, that that, that is happening to you. Um, also to just not give a fuck. <laughs> that has been the biggest thing is like, yes. I don't care what you think. You're not living my life. You have no say in how I feel and, you know, what, whatever. So it's just been truly just not giving a shit about what people think. And with just accepting it, that's who I am. If I mess up, I totally own it. And I think people respect me more because of that. And I'll get on social media sometimes and, you know, tell my story a little bit. And people who have go, Chelsea, like, what do you stutter? (laughs) So that's the gist of it. I would have never known. And the only reason we knew is because, you know, Mm -hmm. you're, your interview and you mentioned it, but I would have never, and I don't, I've never been diagnosed, but I know myself, like I diagnosed myself, I speak differently and I don't say words correctly. And I bumble jumble crap all the time. And it's hard for me because I speak, I do presentations every single day and I'll say words wrong, or they'll come out in this weird, like verbiage or something and I'm like I'm sorry guys like I don't know (laughs) like but it's and my brother has dyslexia so he cannot read out loud and when he does he stutters um it's very hard for him to read out loud um because of that but that's awesome and I think one of the things is just not giving a shit anymore because it's so common but people are taking a common insecurity that are you know impediment that people may have and like shunning people like oh my gosh I can't believe you stutter you know like it's probably like one out of two people stutter I don't know what the real statistics are but it probably really is like it's you just don't you just have to learn to it's part of you it's who you are my word like just said for this year is authentic part of you like just live it just be happy yeah, me and my stutter, we get along great. Like it's no big deal. <laughs> She's my best friend. We can each other laugh sometimes. In the, before presentation, but we try and like slam that coffee real quick. Yeah. So yeah. Have you any like tools that have helped you um kind of um I don't want to necessarily say quiet it, but like calm it a bit before you actually have to give a presentation? Like, do you have a little like okay? You know how some singers are like la 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 la? Like, do you try mm-hmm. uh-huh brain a little bit to be like okay brain mouth connection here we go like we're about to do this so are there any like tips that you can give that help you um to overcome that and Karina mentioned that she has that sometimes and I think my brain works faster than my mouth can talk but I'm a fast talker so it's kind of very interesting that it does that but I think we all in some realm have some type of a vulnerability or, or impediment like that too. So yeah. Any tips that kind of help you? Yes. Um, I, even as recently as one of the presentations I gave this week, that's like five minutes before I jumped onto the zoom, I could feel my brain like, Oh, here we go. You might, and I have to, I do have to have a pep talk with myself. I have to shut it down. Like you've been doing this for three years. Why are you freaking out now? And, you know, each presentation, I always get just a hint of nervousness beforehand, but then my personality is also making people laugh. And sometimes I use my own expense for that. And 
that right there that I just did was another coping mechanism. I pause and I just try to, in my head, I, I'm, I'm at a, I'm at home plate with a T in, in a bat. That word that I stumble on, I just tee it up and I just swing for it and just let it go. That's what I do in my head with that E word that I just did. I just had to stop run at it with the bat and hit it. Like that's what I did in my head to get through that. So if you hear me pause, it's usually because I am either just trying to find a different word in my brain thesaurus here, or I'm getting ready to just swing at it and just give it out there. So um, that, I just imagine myself teeing it off and believe it or not, that actually helps like 99% of the time. Or if I do stammer, like I did on broadcast meteorology when I was like, meh, 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 meh. I just laugh at myself. I, I'm, I just say, hold up, let's start over, you know, and that gets people to just kind of chuckle and laugh because it brings the awkwardness down a little bit. So I laugh at myself. I have a pep talk with myself right before I join something or do something. And then if I know I'm coming up on a word or it starts to happen, I just tee it in my head and I just swing for it. And it works. That's awesome. Thank I you. appreciate that analogy as a golfer. I'll probably use it. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I'm about to yeah, <laughs> golf it off. Awesome. I'm yeah. a baseball girl, so I totally got that. Analogy. There you go. Right there with you, girl. Thank you. Um, just oh, sorry. <laughs> my bad. Hi, me and here. <laughs> I muted a second ago because my old dog was like, "Let me in, mom. I hear you in there." So I muted because he's like all jangly and I was like, Banner is in the room. Ask the next question, but he wanted to leave as quick as he got in here. So it's fine. Um, I know you mentioned a couple of mentors before, but is there anyone throughout um, your journey that you haven't mentioned that would be a little bit uncharacteristic of be like, hey, uh, I'm going to follow that and do that situation. Or are there any books that you've read that you can recommend um, that kind of help light the fire for you? Oh man. Um, big nerds over here. In the, in the, we yeah. Have I'm trying to think in my email, I think I mentioned Les Brown and Eric Thomas nice. as, yeah, they, they were instrumental when I was going through my divorce, when I was just in that place where it's like, where do I go from here in life? Like, what do I do? They were huge. And just giving me that mindset that I needed to achieve the things that got me where I am now. Um, another person would be Jenny Brown. She's a part of Texas Storm Chasers and she's a little older than us. Um, and she was just that wiser voice I needed. She, you know, in our twenties and thirties, you know, we tend to just react on certain things instead of stopping and contemplating and then reacting. So she was always my voice of reason. I would vent to her about this or that. And she just always comes back and is oh, and she's just so motherly about it. And she's just that motherly sisterly figure for me in this community you know I'm just happy that she's a part of our group and she's two blocks over I could literally look out my window and see her house so um just having her in my life has been really helpful and then you know I got to give credit to my boyfriend Adam you know we've been dating for five years now without him I wouldn't have had as much inspiration and motivation to do what I do because of his support so there's been both personal and just social um, influences out there for me uh, that's helped me get to where I am now. So um, with regards to books, I'm now about a third of the way through a book called The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. 
I actually came across him in Clubhouse. I joined Clubhouse at the beginning of January and it has been so amazing. Like I'm just- I'm finding you now. Oh, so <laughs> He's literally you know, stalking you on Clubhouse. Yeah, you'll find me on Clubhouse. I'm on there. It's a great Cardone I found in one of the rooms I listened to and I, I, I purchased this book and I love it because, you know, in our minds, we tend to just- so, oh, that goal's too big. It's too lofty. I'm going to make a smaller goal to make myself feel better so that if I achieve it, I feel great. If I don't achieve that bigger goal, and I, you know, so the 10X rule is just, you got to do things 10 times more than what the average person does. And that's been inspiring in the last few weeks to be able to maybe, you know, advance and take my endeavors and personal interests to new heights. So uh, that's one book that I can mention. Good job. No one's mentioned it yet. So you're the first one on the top of the block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love that book. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, those would be my influences, the people who I give credit to in the book. Awesome. That's awesome. We love that. Awesome. Awesome. Give us, mm, just randomly, I don't even remember the questions. I'm just kind of fully talk to you but give us five words that are like your power words like words that make you feel powerful as shit oh five words um unpredictable <laughs> which relates to weather I guess but that's also the name of a perfume I have and so that was the first Oh, the perfume's called Unpredictable Girl, which I was like, holy shit, that's me. And it relates to weather. I love it. It's unpredictable. Um, oh, I was totally unprepared for this part. Um, you like to do that sometimes. Hi, welcome. Yeah, right. No, I love it. Uh, unpre unpredictable, unconventional. I really like going against the grain of society. Um, so it's words that kind of reflect that. So unpredictable, unconventional, unique, uh, all of those types of words really give me that notion. They give me that motivation, that drive to keep doing what I'm doing. So I would say those three and just any other words that relate to that. So unpredictable, unconventional, unique, I can't think of two others, but two others that would fall in that. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So do you okay. have any tips for boosting confidence for yourself or those around you? And I know you said you mentioned your pep talk. So are there any key points that you tell yourself when you are giving yourself that pep talk that are like, words of affirmation. I know some people literally like write them all over their mirror and they're like, I am successful. I am a badass. Like, do you have any of those particular routines that you, um, would like to share? Yes. Um, the one key phrase that always stuck out in my head ever since I heard it, I can't remember which one it was Les Brown or Eric Thomas on a motivation video. I heard five years ago, they said that the richest people in the world are not like your billionaires. They're people who are in the graveyard because they died with ideas and ambitions that they never acted on. And that hit me in the heart so hard. It's like, 
what am I doing here? Just living life and working a corporate job. Like that gave me the inspiration to act on those ambitions and those ideas that I have. And I'm doing that now, thanks to that phrase that I heard five, six years ago, whenever it was. So um, ways that I really amp myself up and make myself feel good for the day or the week is me time. Being a mom and being in a full-time employee and being a spouse and you know having all those things come at you from all directions every day, we tend to put ourselves last. And I made it my goal for 2021 to have me time. Right now, that's getting up early to work out in the mornings before anyone else is up in the house, before my emails start blowing up, before, you know, those daily things need to get going. I make, I, I make time, like an hour, hour and a half for myself in the mornings just to be me, to do things I want to do, listen to Clubhouse, stretch, work out, just really set that foundation for my day. It's that me time. And then once a month, I take... My goal for 2021 was to take 24 hours or maybe 48, wherever, just at least 24 hours to be by myself. So I just went on a solo camping trip for the first time at the end of last month. And I slept in my car at a campground and I went on a five mile hike the next morning. Like it was glorious. And I came back for, it was only 24 hours. In fact, I was only gone. The check-in was at two and then the next day you had to check out by noon. So it wasn't even a full 24 hours, but it was enough for me to escape by myself, do some things I like to do, reading, hiking, photography. So definitely make that space for yourself. And then just don't go to the grave with ideas and ambitions that you have. Yeah. That's so powerful. I'm like, where can I write that down? Good thing this is being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> I need to find, yeah, I need to find that motivation video link because I, to this day, it's saved in my Amazon list of videos, but, um, if you find it, that, email it to us and we'll pop yes. it into your, um, description. Absolutely. I can do that. Cool. Yes. All right. So give us some things and this, this you probably are prepared for because we put it in your list of questions. So I don't want you to feel any more uncomfortable. No, um, you're good. Um, give us some things that make you feel babe as fuck. <gasps> yes. And I never say fuck. Like as I always say AF, and that was like the first time I feel like I've really said that, but that's really cool. <laughs> I'm proud of you. You should do it more. I almost wore the babe as fuck t-shirt this morning. And I was like, I like my Disney sweatshirt from yesterday. I'm going to keep wearing that shirt. Yeah. Um, so for music, like music is a way that I express myself. And there's one song that I heard yesterday that I remember like, holy crap, this is like my jam. It's a band called Amaranthi and it's, it's heavy metal ish, um, which I attribute that to my boyfriend cause he's, he's metal AF and <laughs> I've grown a lot to like a lot of that music. And one of it is called Amaranthi is the name of the band and the song is called True. The music video is just as powerful as the song itself, but it's just about being true to yourself, about just doing what you want to do, being who you want to be in life. So that right there is like a perfect way to get me in that zone. You know, if you've seen Soul, you know, that zone that he's in, he's playing the piano. Yeah. That's when I listen to that song. So that's one way that I really put myself in that mindset and really just hone in on it. Another is to just read a few pages of a good book every day. 
I miss reading. I loved reading when I was a kid. It was the perfect escape in my mind to just read a book. And I feel like I've let that go in the back burner for so long. And then um, when I get a good workout in, in the mornings, like I've been trying to do that really. What do you, what do, you do to work out? Um, so I have the Nike training app and I just pick and choose. I do a, a, like a 10 minute stretch, 10, 15 minute stretch to really get me warmed up. And then I pick, uh, if I have my son on a week, like this next week, I'm going to have him home. So I'll do 20 minute workouts. But when I don't have him, I'll pick the ones that are 30 to 45 minutes long and really go after those in, in the mornings. It, it gives me that flexibility to where if I don't feel like doing legs one day, I can pick something else and do it, you know? So the Nike training app has been really helpful for me to stay consistent with my workouts. Um, so that's how I achieve that. And then doing my presentations regularly. I'm, ha I'm a happy girl if I can do one a week. Again, that's putting myself in that zone. I love talking to kids about weather and fielding their questions afterwards and seeing their excitement and hearing their excitement when they watch my tornado videos and, you know, so all of those things, if I can do a combination of those things on a level every week, I feel babe F, A, F. Yes, babe A, F. Yes. Awesome. We uh, encourage that all the time, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you mentioned that you give like speeches and stuff to, to kids about like weather meteorology. Is that a project that you've taken on yourself to kind of build yourself as a consultant or are you with an organization that does that? No, I totally built this from the ground up. Um, David Reimer, the owner and I, we brainstormed back in early 2018. Um, and Jason Cooley, who's also part of Texas Storm Chasers, since I was still in a corporate position at the time, um, I work remotely from home twice a week, but it but enough for me to take this on. But Jason would give these presentations to area schools or organizations in person. And then he had a change in gears and so did I. I got the job I have now and I was able to take that over. So uh, yes, I give those virtually now. Um, I My last in-person presentation was March, March 13th, 2020 was my last one. But I did one in September for a school uh, that was just like, whatever, you know, we're still having people come in. <laughs> so um, that I did build from the ground up. I built a slide deck myself. Uh, a lot of my inspiration comes from the NOAA and the NWS. So the National Weather Service and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, they have a lot of great educational tools out there. So I reference a lot of their stuff in my presentations, but I use my own chase photography and videos to enhance those safety points that I teach these kids. You know, I just talk about lightning, hail, tornadoes, and flooding. Those are like the four common things we face here in North Texas. So I talk about the do's and don'ts and I include SpongeBob clips and videos of my son doing weather experiments at home, you know, to really make it interactive and fun for them. So. That is so fun. I'm like, can we uh, tune in on the class, please? I'm yes. sure everyone needs to know that. Absolutely. Awesome. I, I do adult classes too. Um, uh, one of them I did this year was Capital One Small Business Banking Office in Plano. Uh, they had me do like a TEDx lunch and learn type thing in January. It was my second time to do it for them. I also speak to a lot of HOAs, a lot of neighborhood groups. 
because let's face it, North Texas and Austin, you know, those areas are places that people are moving in from all over the U.S. Yeah. And they have no idea what our weather is like. So I give adult presentations on that kind of stuff too. To be honest, the adult ones are more fun because I get to show the scarier stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We definitely um, want to be on the docket next time. Yay! <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Cool. All right. Is it my turn? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so like, uh... all right. Do you have, right? Is that what I'm asking? Do you have any questions? This is how like, we love to be prepared and like all this. We're trying so we're, to be like, prepared in 2021, no. but old habits die hard. So we're like, okay. but we're like way random and like, we just don't. I love it. That's how <laughs> like, I prefer it. When we end this pod, you're going to be like, you're going to feel really uncomfortable when you leave because you're like, did I miss something? Am I supposed to ask a question? Because we're like way random and awkward. Oh, but I feel that's very right. fulfilled right now. <laughs> do you have any first of all I want to thank you for being on our pod it's it's I don't want to say it's been difficult for us this past year but it has we've had some struggles this year as far as just the whole pandemic in general has given us different vibes different feelings all kinds of things so thank you very much for being a part of our journey we truly appreciate you do you have any questions for us? No, I, I did a little bit of research on y'all too before this. And that's, I knew when I first saw the Voyage email and this offering, I was like, man, this is one that I really want to put myself on and really want to speak to these ladies and just really build that com com camaraderie amongst women who have that babe AF vibe, because I don't think there's enough of it. Yeah. And I think we need to all continue pushing that forward and really showing women that we can do what we want and be babe AF about it. So I'm grateful to you ladies letting me come on and speak to y'all and spend this Sunday morning with y'all. So I'm forever grateful. <laughs> Thanks, Chell. Yes, of Thank course. You. But um, I, I love that. Sorry, I interrupted you. Um, I look so beautiful today. I just want to keep telling y'all that. Um, but I think when people think of Babe AF, they think about, oh, I need to be this person. I need to have my face on. I need to do this job. I need to be in some kind of industry in order to make other people pay attention, pay attention to me. But we love, we consider ourselves like the little hidden gems too, but like you're this little hidden gem who you are babe as fuck running around chasing tornadoes <laughs> while my little butt's in the bathtub but I mean actually it's not little it's huge I don't even know how the mattress fits on top of it, Stop but, it. Um, that's a whole other podcast <laughs> but I think it's awesome that we have a platform where we encourage other women motivate other women and have other women come on here to help us bring that attention to people who don't believe that, who don't believe I can't be a secretary and be a babe. Yes, you can. Have I you can't seen be mad men and the non-misogynistic yeah. way. Like, have you seen the outfits? Okay. That should make you feel babe as fuck no matter what. You can do whatever you want and be <laughs> babe AF. So we appreciate you helping us help others and, and like encouraging we, others. Like I'm sure Karina will agree with this. 
Um, I think it's so cool that you do something that's not traditional. And that to us is baby stuff mm-hmm. because when we read about your interview and thanks for applying, by the way, it was a really random like thing. We were featured in February of last year. And then um, the owners of Voyage were like, hey, um, we want you guys to collab with us. And then here are, we thought like two people would sign up. Like literally like 35 humans were like, mm-hmm. here you go. So it's been hard for us. And Karina's talked about how like 2010, 2020, like threw us for multiple loops as I'm sure you did, but we've had a really hard time. Like, okay, how are we going to incorporate this person? How can we get them on a zoom? How can we just the daily like admin stuff? Because we both have full-time jobs and Karina's a mom and I'm running around like a crazy human, like all the time, like even sitting down and taking this time for us for is huge. And I am so enamored by you. I'm like, are we best friends? Like I have the instant like girl crush BFF mentality in my head with like everyone, but like, seriously though, can I go sit and watch stories? Thank okay, you. just put me like in bubble wrap and I'll go. <laughs> yeah. But a diaper, like I'm gonna have to have a diaper. So yes, for, for sure. Um, I just might because I'm 40 now. Like you never know what's happening. So um, where can our listeners and potential viewers, if parts of this go up on the YouTube channel, like we talked about before Karina popped in, um, where can they find you? Like social media, if they have like, oh my god, there's a tornado coming, I have to email Chelsea. Is that a thing? Like <laughs> what what's your um your handles and stuff so for texas storm chasers you can literally just look up texas storm chasers on most platforms um we have a youtube uh we have facebook instagram twitter and we just did tiktok like a, a week and a half ago i've been drafting the crap out of some videos on there so we just got on tiktok um and so that's the texas storm chasers and then myself um you can usually find me some variant of Chelsea Burnett weather, but it's abbreviated as WX. So WX is just an abbreviation for weather. So Instagram is Chelsea underscore Burnett WX. I think Twitter is Chels underscore Burnett WX. There's so many different limitations on the names you can have on these platforms. And then on TikTok, I'm the underscore weather underscore nerd. Um, and then I just primarily put my stuff on the Texas Storm Chasers YouTube, um, when it comes to presentations and such. So, uh, and online, just texasstormchasers.com. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. See, I love it. Like what a great way to start our day. Yes. Yes. Thanks to you. This is you. awesome. So, um, I'll shoot you an email when it starts to pop up on the feed and, um, get us those, those videos and we will. <gasps> Um, pop those up for you and put them in the description so thank you so much you're such a thank you ladies yes awesome thank you i want to give you a hug (laughs) okay we'll talk to you soon sounds good bye thanks for tuning in babes Be sure to go like, comment, share, subscribe, and if you want, leave us a review. You can find us on all social media platforms at the Babe AF Pod. All inquiries and collabs, please feel free to email us at thebabeafpod at gmail.com. And don't you fucking forget that we love you, you're beautiful, and you're a badass. See you next week!